Welcome one and all to episode 142 of the original Draft Breakdown Podcast. I'm your host, Seth Cox. With me tonight, my co-host, Justin Higdon. And Justin, we're both in full-on draft mode now, and that's all we'll say about that. How are you doing, man? I'm good. Uh, welcome, my friend. Uh, I've been in draft mode since, uh, you know, the last couple weeks of the regular season. I didn't have a lot of high hopes for my Cleveland Browns to get into the playoffs, but uh, after... Monday night, you and uh, our good friend and producer Robert Bond have joined me, and it's going to be draft talk now. You know, you guys don't have any more playoff hopes. Sorry about that. We can talk about uh, we can talk about the future of Kyler Murray another time because I think that's worth discussing. But uh, certainly, you're not at the level where I am at with with Baker Mayfield yet. You're, you're not quite there. So. Uh, I think still neither one of our teams are going to be drafting a quarterback this year in the first round. Uh, I'm sure Arizona is not going to. But uh, what we are going to talk about a little bit is Mel Kuyper came out with a draft, a mock draft today. Uh, We're taping on a Wednesday. You'll probably hear this on Thursday. Um, And we will talk about where your Arizona Cardinals, my Cleveland Browns, where he thought we were going to go with those picks. We're going to talk about that in the patron show. But we'll allude to that also here on this show tonight. So um, we've got a couple of interesting tweets, Seth, that came out. And one was from Matt Miller, our, our buddy uh, at NFL Draft Scout. He does, he's got a sub stack. He's got his ESPN appearances. But uh, and he's a, a pretty well sourced guy, you know. I I know that sources don't always come through with with great info, but I'm sure, and I know for a fact that he talks to people in the league. And uh, he tweeted this interesting linebacker nugget for the 2022 draft. Spoke to three scouts this week, and none have Nicobe Dean as the top linebacker. There's a lot of love out there for Christian Harris. He goes on to tweet, asked one to follow up with info on why. And he quotes, really small and short-armed. I don't think he's six feet. Don't think his arms are long enough at all. And I don't think he's the 4-4, as in speed. You need to be at that size. What did you think about that when you saw that? That that came out earlier in the week. N'Kobe Dean was... was Ninth overall pick to Denver in Mel Kuyper's draft. Yeah, that's that's an interesting take. Um, obviously, Matt's not going to reveal his sources, and that's fine. I'd love to know like what level those guys are. Isn't that always kind of the issue um, of you know are, are these like area scouts? Are they um, what what are the like? Uh, uh, what's the next level? I, the term's escaping me right now. You got area, you got, you know, I think you've got your regional scouts, you got your... Yeah, and th- and then you've got your uh, head scouts, and then you've got your directors. And, like, so is that a is that an area scout? That, like, three area scouts from three teams? Like, because each team has a bunch of area scouts. Like, and not to downplay that or anything like that, but, like... An area scout is a guy that's roughing it in, 
you know, going to Northern Iowa and, uh, you know, goes to Georgia, but then also has to go to Southern Georgia and Georgia State mm-hmm. and, uh, Georgia Tech and then, um, and then get down to like Biloxi, Mississippi too, on top of that. And then, you know, and, and by the way, he's making like 28,000 a year. They might get paid a little more now. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so, and those guys, basically um, fill out reports and then submit them. Also, isn't this kind of like the equivalent to like, you know, you and I used to tweet our takes out on Twitter and now we're, we're not so much Twitter guys as we give our takes on the show or on the Patreon show because we want, you know, obviously we want people to listen to us. We don't want everything just out there on Twitter. Um, So this is like a scout like sending somebody a hot take in, in the direct messages in the DMS, right? Like, right. Because then their name isn't attached to it. So I might send you or, um, one of our other buddies, a text or DM with a hot take, but it doesn't see the light of day on, on Twitter with my name attached to it. So you can always just say like, heard from a draft Nick that, uh, you know, this guy reminds uh, him of this guy. And, And, it's just it it doesn't have the impact you know that it would if if you saw who was having that opinion however he says it's three scouts it's three it's not just one yeah and so that's you know what'll be interesting and this is i mean i feel like this is an odd class man like a lot of a lot of people have a lot of different uh ideas about this class a lot of people have a lot of different takes about this class uh we talked about the other day right with uh uh the aiden hutchinson thing right like hutchinson is one at at pff but uh i forgot who it was had him three right they had uh carl loftus ahead of you know so so and just, I've seen other draft nicks say he's not even they, – they think his short arms are going to be a problem and he's not maybe not even a day one pick, which I don't agree with, obviously. But, you know, it's – it's uh, it, but is is Kuiper closer or is are Matt's sources closer? Because Kuiper's saying Dean is the ninth overall pick. Micah Parsons went 11th. He was a bigger guy. Um Obviously, obviously, uh, we knew that he was a freak athlete, but I wanted to tell you this and, and our listeners, Nicobe Dean had a 41.2 inch vertical and ran a 474 at 216 pounds at the opening in high school. Now he's in the mid 220s, like he's expected to be around six foot 225. Maybe he's 5'11", 225. Um, so maybe that 40 time, like Matt's sources say, isn't going to be four four, but it probably is going to be pretty good. I don't think it's going to be four seven. You know, our our history, our study of these recruiting numbers would indicate that the forty is one of the most uh, easily improved numbers, and that explosive vertical would indicate that he'd be an athlete who'd be able to improve his forty time from four seven four. I would guess he runs in the four fives at the worst, but is he? Is he the number nine overall pick? Yeah, and that's, I mean, and we talked about this before, and, you know, 
my Arizona Cardinals have made a, um, you know, have made a living off of making this mistake and taking, you know, inside linebackers early in the draft. And, and you look at, you look at Nakobe Dean, is he, I mean, is he even on the level of like a Roquan Smith or, or a, uh, I mean, Isaiah Simmons, like, I mean, that's, that, that's the range you're talking about when you're talking about ninth pick. I mean, I think Smith was the ninth pick. Simmons was the eighth pick. Like, is, are, are those the guys you want to draft? And then, and then in that, in that question, have either of those guys been worth that pick? Yeah, I think Roquan Smith maybe showed that he was worth a high pick this year. He was he was certainly a, a, And this was his fourth year or fifth year? I believe this would have been his fifth year, right? This would yeah, have been his so. fifth year because he, he was 2017, if I'm remembering correctly off the top of my head. But, um, it, you know, you get a, a lot of different signals from – having a guy like Nicobe Dean as your ninth overall pick in your mock draft. Like one is uh, you really think he's a great prospect. Maybe two is you really don't think this is a great class because, you know, even if you don't agree with Matt Miller's sources, he's not a big guy. Uh, I don't know what his arm length is going to be, but area scouts would know something like that or would likely know something like that. I told you he's a great athlete at least an explosive athlete. I think he's going to be faster than that, that high school 40 time. But, uh, you know, you, you've got this, like I said, just a mixed bag here. You know, that there's a lot of things that point to him not being the ninth overall pick. Um, it's a little bit surprising to see uh, or to hear Matt say that uh, Christian Harris is, is popular with the scouts. Because Harris didn't, I didn't think he had that good of a year, you know, from just a pure linebacker, you know, film standpoint, whereas Dean was everywhere all over the field. Uh, you know, Dean might might measure up like uh, Quan Alexander, who I think went in the second or third round, and, and he ended up being a very good player early in his career before getting injured. Christian Harris was a guy I didn't think really – uh, paid off this year until that championship game. So maybe that's why, maybe there's a little recency bias there with the Christian Harris love. When you look at the takes uh, that are, you know, already starting, um, we're getting those for, for quarterbacks as well. Um, Scott Bischoff on, on Twitter uh, today tweeted out, I guess it was yesterday, uh, and he works for Football Guys, and, and uh, which is a big, you know, fantasy and uh, Devi, uh, huge into the draft. They're fantastic site, fantastic paid for site. Just so you know, um, so you have to have a subscription. But uh, he wrote, "Detroit Lions fans, get prepared." I think UNC quarterback Sam Howell is going to be a huge story at the Senior Bowl. And rightly so. His arm is going to pop down there. He's getting knocked for the 21 film, but go back to 20 and watch him work with Diami Brown and Daz Newsome. Um, you and I have talked about this. I, I think you and I have, I don't want to say come around on 
how I think that everybody else has come to where we were on Hal, right? That he's a he's kind of that end of the first, beginning of the second type of Derek Carr level prospect, as opposed to a number one, number two overall guy. Yeah, I think I think you kind of put it well because in the off season we talked about how Hal was showing up early in first round mock drafts, and we weren't we didn't think he belonged up there. You know, we, we didn't see see that being the case. We wondered about his mobility, and that's a, a question he sort of answered with the way they, they played him this year. They used him running the football a lot on design runs this year. However, I still question whether or not he's going to have an actual good athletic testing, something better than, than maybe what Baker Mayfield had. Um, and that's that's the easy comp. That has always been the easy comp. Sam Howell to Baker Mayfield, kind of same build, kind of um, similar type of college careers as passers. We'll get back to that later in a hot take. But, uh, yeah, I think it almost became to the point where everybody soured so much on Howell early that it's going to make us seem like Sam Howell defenders. But it's at this point, I think everybody who's listened to us all year knows that we just don't really think this is a good quarterback class as a whole. And so if you're judging it on the curve, on the grading curve that you have to with the caliber of prospects that are available in this class, I think Hal's probably a top three quarterback in this class. So I get where Scott is is uh, saying this because it does seem like the Senior Bowl is an event where Hal can gain some steam. However, you know, and I think he's talking about this from a Detroit Lions standpoint, but I really think it's going to be Kenny Pickett who really catches fire at the Senior Bowl. I hadn't really thought of Howell being the guy that catches fire at the Senior Bowl. You know, Pickett's going to be an interesting one when we just look at draft, right? Um, and we look at, and I'm, I'm pulling up the mock draft simulators right now just so I can kind of see where teams are picking um, and what their needs are. And so you look at it, you've got Jacksonville at two. They need mm-hmm. a quarterback. Jacksonville. Houston's, wait, wait. Oh, sorry. Detroit, Detroit at two. Yeah. Detroit at two. Yeah. Uh, they need a quarterback. Houston's going to be an interesting one because it sounds I feel, like they're rolling with Davis Mills. Right. I feel like. But they didn't have a new coach. And they still have Deshaun Watson. And I don't know if that's salvageable, but if they bring in like a Brian Flores who allegedly is all over Watson. Like that's, that's to keep Watson, right? Um, the giants are an interesting one, depending on who they hire. Uh, I, I don't, you know, and then you've got the Panthers, the Falcons, the Broncos. I'll even throw the Seahawks in there because we're unsure of what's going to happen with Russ and Washington. That's all in the top 11. And I guess you can throw Minnesota in the top 12 because who knows what's going to happen with Kirk Cousins. He'll be traded uh, to the Browns. Uh, <laughs> wait. Um, so oh, we weren't supposed I've to say that yet. <laughs> so I've always been saying since I did the solo show on Patreon a couple weeks ago, so six, Carolina – and now 11, Washington football team. Those are the two teams I think are going to be like pressured to drafting a quarterback. But maybe Denver too. Maybe Denver. I think Denver wants to go the veteran route though because they have that 
that defense, and they have some of those offensive weapons that they've signed. But wouldn't they have kept Vic if they were doing that? Um, I don't know. I, I think, you know, I think there's some movement away from defensive head coaches. But then you hear that, uh, you know, Quinn is a, a candidate for some of these head coaching jobs, too. So it's I don't really know, but it I don't see John Elway taking, you know, if he didn't take Justin Fields last year. Who's he going to take this year in the top 10? Like, that would be really strange to me. I think Denver is going to try their hardest to get a veteran quarterback. And, um, you know, I just don't see I, I see it as Carolina, Washington, whatever they're going to be called, Guardians or Generals or Admirals, whatever. They're, those are the two teams I'm looking for as, as, as far as, like, earliest quarterback. And coincidentally, right – uh, Kuiper has Malik Willis as the first quarterback off the board at 11 to Washington. So he doesn't have Carolina taking a quarterback, but he does have Malik Willis over uh, going to Washington uh, 11 overall. And I think that's going to – I you guys know, uh, everybody who listens knows that I, I think Willis might be the best of a uh, weak crop of quarterbacks this year as far as prospects, as far as like upside – but um, it would be kind of a surprise for me if he actually was the first quarterback picked. Yeah, I would agree with that that assessment. That seems like it would be it, it would be different if he was the first guy picked. Um, when you look at let's just say Hal and and you know Detroit, they are really in a position to come back and grab him. Um, something that we've talked about is where he could fall. And so right now, you know, with the season undetermined in terms of draft, they're picking 28th again um, after getting those, I think, what, 92 first-round picks or whatever for, well, they, they have, for Matt Stafford. <laughs> they have the second overall pick, and then they have a second first-round pick. In It's going to be in the range of 28 to 32 because it's the Rams pick, and the Rams are still in the playoffs. Sorry to, you know, pick at a fresh scab, Seth. But the Rams, their draft slot hasn't been determined yet. So it's going to be somewhere between 28 and 32. So to Scott's point, back to the Scott Bischoff tweet, how could be, I think how could be a guy that the Lions look at in that range, 28 to 32. If you think Sam Howe is a day two quarterback, We've often seen day two quarterbacks get picked in the late for or, or day two, you know, graded quarterbacks, I should say, get picked in the latter stages of the first round. And Detroit, they need a quarterback because they don't believe Jared Goff is the future. That could be a slot for them to take it. So it's a very, you know, this tweet really caught my eye because I, I thought it was a pretty good take because I see, I can see exactly what he's saying. Like Sam Howell is a player. He set, uh, he, he broke every North Carolina passing record yards, passing touchdowns and all that. In three years, he graduated early so that he could be senior bowl eligible. He's accepted a senior bowl invite. He's going to play. He's shown that he can run the ball. He's shown that he can throw the deep ball. 
he does have a lot of similarities to Baker Mayfield, who went first overall, but I think he actually might have a better arm and and uh, a little bit better running ability. I, at I least. was going to say, I think he's a little more athletic. He looks like it. You know, just looking on tape, he looks less uh, jumpy in the back in the, in the pocket. You know, when Baker was back there, he's just hopping around, and that was one of our problems with him as a prospect. And it's proven to be a flaw with him as a starting NFL quarterback. Hal doesn't look so jumpy back there, and I think Hal's running the ball this year was was a product of them losing so many weapons from a year ago. It was definitely a downgrade. Uh, Ty Chandler played very well this year, but they went from having Javante Williams and Michael Carter to Ty Chandler. They went from having Diami Brown and uh, uh, Daz Newsome and Josh Downs to just having Josh Downs as a as a true sophomore. So it was a lot of of uh, a lot of offensive firepower was lost, and they had to depend a lot on Sam Howell. And you know everybody saw that first game when he was playing Virginia Tech on a Friday night and it was a disaster and I think that just stuck in everyone's memory so I could see how catching some some heat I think Pickett is going to be the one that catches more heat going in after the senior bowl but but how's going to be right up there got a couple hot takes for you guys tonight uh some interesting ones um let's do the let's let's do the one with uh with Sam Howe all right, with uh, our good good buddy Chris Trapasso. He said, I have an introduction to the quarterback class piece coming tomorrow, CBS Sports. Uh, he writes for CBS Sports, their draft. And Landon so check on that out. Check that out on Thursday, on and, January 20th. And landed on a comparison other than Baker Mayfield for Sam Howell. You could have given me literally – 100 guesses and you could have probably given me a two-year range of when this prospect was drafted and I would have never come up with this name. <laughs> I wish we would have played that game before. That would have been fun. Uh, but he's got him as a more polished Josh Dobbs. Which... I don't think that's the compliment he's trying to make it sound like. I'm not sure he's trying to make it sound like a compliment. Okay, so then that's fine. Sure. I mean, if you if you don't think he's good, I think that's a fine comparison. Well, in the sense I, of like you're saying he's not a he's not going to be a guy that can play in the league. Well, don't forget though, Josh Dobbs after his senior year, I think he played in the Senior Bowl. And I think he started to gain a little bit of momentum as, you know, when people looked at him as a passer. Uh, so that's where the more polish comes in because Sam Howell is already a better passer than Josh Dobbs ever was as a, as a college player, certainly. Um, but Josh Dobbs, you know, my problem with the comparison is that Josh Dobbs was like a 4 5 40 guy. And, and I don't think Howell's going to be – I think he's going to be like 0.3 slower than that uh, when they test him out. That could be wrong. You know, maybe he really, really worked on his, his sprinting. But I, I don't think that's what shows up. And, uh, you know, certainly Hal had a good season as a runner statistically, but I don't think that's who he is at his at his heart. Whereas Dobbs worked hard to become a better passer. He already had the running ability. He already had the athleticism uh, to be a dynamic runner. 
And then, you know, Dobbs offseason after his senior year, got him into the fifth round. And then he's kind of bounced around in the league since then and hasn't hasn't had an opportunity. But I'm interested to read, you know, again, we're taping a day before we're going to see Chris's piece. But I'm interested to read this piece because I want to see where he's going with this. Uh, again, like you said, he's he's a buddy of ours. And uh, he doesn't, you know, he's he's thrown, you know, he famously had Mason Rudolph as the number one uh, quarterback in that class. That was what, 2018? Yeah. So he's not afraid to throw throw something like that out here. But I know him, and I know he does have a process. So, uh, you know, I do think this is a hot take. But I also, because he's a friend of mine, uh, I also want to give him to hear him out on this because I think it's interesting. Uh, it's certainly you and I have thrown out the Mayfield one, even though we've said that's the obvious one, right down to the height, weight, and beard. But right, <laughs> so I, I like a little variety. Anything else before we get out of here tonight? Let's give, since this is a short episode, let's give one more hot take. And this one's from Brett Coleman, at Brett Coleman with a K. He's a, if you don't know Brett, he does a lot of work on YouTube. That's his primary, I think, uh, venue for, for content. He tweeted the other day, this is such a heat of the moment take, right? If Debo, meaning Debo Samuel, was a full-time running back, I struggle to name more than five guys in the league that would be better than him. Well, it gets even hotter than that, I think, because somebody says, who are the five? And he says, Taylor, I I assume Jonathan Taylor, um, Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey, Kamara, Mixon, and then it gets murky from there once we get to Eckler, Jones, Zeke, etc. Does did Nick Chubb die? There's two running backs on the Cleveland Browns who didn't make the playoffs, who are better running backs, full-time running backs than Debo Samuel. And for that matter, there's a sixth-round rookie on the 49ers named Elijah Mitchell, who their head coach Kyle Shanahan thinks is a better full-time running back. I'm, I'm pretty sure. So this is uh can we do double flame sounds on this, Robert, this week? This is a hot, <laughs> scorching hot, burn my hand on the stove take. Yeah, this is an interesting one. And, I mean, why can't we just appreciate Devo Samuel for being a great player? Like, that would be my whole thing. Like, this guy is phenomenal. Um, I think it's because... And- uh, this tweet got over 2,500 likes. I think that was oh, probably yeah, the main yeah. goal. Uh, and it, mission accomplished. We're talking <laughs> that, about it. That is a, yeah, that is a scorching hot take though. Right? It might be, it might be one of the hottest ones we've read this calendar year. You know, I guess we started back up this calendar year. So this might be one of the hottest ones. Uh, so, or I so, guess. Since the reboot. I'm talking about, yeah, since the reboot, not even the calendar year, because I, I forgot we're in 2022 like a dumbass. Um, that's all I got today, Seth. Uh, we're, we got one more hot take, but we'll save that for the patrons. Come and subscribe to us. Two bucks a month gets you a bonus episode. And uh, this week, if you are a true draft nut, we are going to be talking about the Hula Bowl 
I watched it, so you don't have to. And I'm going to tell you who stood out in that game and who are legitimate prospects. Late round guys, guys that you might not have heard of. So come check us out. It's, uh, again, two bucks a month. The original Draft Breakdown podcast on Patreon. Uh, Thanks for all of you that listen. Thanks for all of you that subscribe and download our show and give us a five-star recruit. Tell your friends it's draft season. Most of your teams are eliminated from the playoffs. I'm sorry about that, but it's good for us because now you're going to come and listen to our draft content. And uh, we are going to run with it. We're going to uh, be covering some all-star games. We're going to be talking to some guests. So I'm excited for what's to come. Yep. Thanks for listening. As always, guys, we'll be back later this week with the bonus episode. We need to do an outro at some point. That just something kind of what I hear in other shows is where they're like, uh, you know, uh, subscribe and give us a five star review. Sign up for our Patreon. It's two dollars a month for our bonus episodes. Four dollars a month for all additional content. Something like that. Yeah, we should work on something like that. That could be it right a, there. A read. Yeah. That's it. Right yeah. Exactly. <laughs>